Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila, and I'm sleepy. Bitch is just yawning over here. Sorry, that's like caught me mid-yawn. She's over here chugging birth control pills, yawning, (laughs) yelling at her mother. (laughs) A lot happening right now. She's totally fine, guys. Everything's perfect. You good? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, hi. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. Happy hump day. You like my hair? It's so cute. I'm actually maybe feeling it. I was trying to figure out if like maybe if it was like too like like to like I put a braid in it. I think it could kind of like be cute. So I'm in the midst of doing bantu knots, which I don't know. Like I was in the shower and I was like, I'm so fucking over my hair. Why did I grow it out? It's too much. And I was like, I'm gonna do what Jamila does and get bantu knots. And then the moment I started it, I was like, this is a horrible idea. It's really easy. I can finish that. I can't see. It took me literally 10 minutes to do one part. Well, the parts you can't worry about. You got to just say, fuck the parts. I, I just do. Well, them. it's my nigga's birthday on Friday. So and I was trying to be, to be a Yeah, I was trying to be cute. Like, I was trying to have this be a look, not just like protective sleep style. Well, uh, well no one cares about the parts, but also. I care about the parts. You, you know your man likes to do weird shit like that. I mean, he might he might do my hair after tonight. I'm sure key. he will. He like plucks your eyebrows. So. I know. It's great. I have a live-in facialist, hairstylist, nail doer. Such a cancer. I know. Um, okay, anyway, we're here. We're joined by While They Nap Podcast. The ladies of While They Nap. Hi. Thanks, guys. I'm Shen. Um, and I'm Lay. And you, you guys are in Canada, right? We are. Drake's hometown. Yeah. What'd you say? Drake's hometown. Oh, oh Drake. Oh, my God. I love Drake. But now he lives here at our hometown, the Valley. It. Listen, I feel like you know what? That's it's okay. Like we're okay with it, but just remember where he resides. Does he actually live here? I think he yeah, lives I've everywhere. Been, I've been to his house. He's a person. I've been of- to his house twice. So, oh, yeah. oh have you? Yeah. Wait, Wait, is he there? Yeah. Wait, when was this? Every summer he has a party and I go. What are you talking about? Where have you been? I, I've been. I don't know. I've been here with you, and why wasn't I invited <laughs> to the I, summer party? You're always calling me a club groupie, and so you don't get invited. Wait, let me tell you. Th- this week, no. That was a, you were trying to go, <laughs> she was trying to go to a fucking no, Delilah's no. in COVID. And, and we missed it. And it was amazing. Danielle said it was the best. Like, she the, went? Yeah. So let me tell you, this is the most LA shit ever. So I'm here. I'm so tired. It's like, I've had to go to bed. And then my, my homegirl calls. I'm like, hello. I'm like, yeah. She's like, Drake's DJ just called me. <laughs> I'm like, so what? So does he want us to come over? She's like, no, I think they want to go out. I'm like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to be like a groupie. She's like, I'm like, listen, if we go into his house, it's like an intimate setting. They probably have crab legs. <laughs> this is the most LA conversation. And then she calls me the next day because we ended up not going. She's like, we missed everything. Drake's DJ told me Kylie was there. It was a small, intimate. Sounds terrible. I know. Oh, I was dying. <laughs> anyway, we... Wait, so did we, you go... They went to the house or they went to the Delilah? They went to Delilah's and the mean thing y'all didn't go because I was too tired and she was tired and I should have just went because... For what? I don't know. I could have plugged Good Moms. I could have told Drake about Good Moms. I was over here shaming her. I'm like, you guys are ratchet club hosts. Every time I want to go to her, she shames me, but... I just feel like... I feel like... The clubbing days are just whack in LA. There's no fucking point. It is whack, but like Drake's house is really nice. You weren't really going fun. to Drake's house. I know, but I'm saying if he was invited, it was another pool party, I would go, even though it's I'm like, going to Drake's pool party. There's so many hoes. You're like one in a million. <laughs> That's it. She's self-inviting herself. Drake, if you're listening, you better be. I'm um, only going to his home. I refuse to meet him in public spaces. Wait, okay. Let me also get Now that we're on the topic, let me just go ahead and tell you the last time I went to Drake's house, right? There's all these bitches, you know, 
Yeah. Probably like 10 to 1 to the niggas. And they're all like wearing a shitload of makeup. It's 400 degrees in Calabasas. It's melting off. They're all wearing weaves and all looking like trying to be cute by the pool. He has all these things, food, liquor, and then he has this huge obstacle course, like this blow up obstacle course. And it's been dry all day. Not one single bitch has gotten on it because, you know, everyone's trying to be sexy. <laughs> Me and Danielle were like, you ready? We got to get on this thing. Yes. We're like, <laughs> my baby, my baby daddy is with us. We made him sit at the end to time who made it out. The only two bitches at Drake's house, like, are oh, you marks? I'm like climbing, <laughs> climbing up the stage. Oh, who won? Me, of course. <laughs> Danielle's not athletic. Are you? Yes. Why are you shocked that I'm shocked that you're athletic? I've never seen you do one athletic thing in my I life. I will fight you right now. I will but, wrestle you to the ground. Oh. <laughs> Oh. that's amazing okay sorry sorry know. sorry about my drake rant i'm clearly in love obviously okay. um <laughs> i'm gonna take that like so you've been to toronto then you must have no <gasps> what oh wait have i no i've only been to vancouver i want to come to toronto though yeah you need to vancouver's amazing though absolutely like so, so we call vancouver like the la of canada so. oh really hmm. every yeah. person from california that we talked to were like have you been to canada it's always vancouver, vancouver yeah I've been to Canada. I've been to Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto. And oh, Montreal wow. is beautiful, gorgeous. It's just it's so cold. Yeah. Um, no, they have a lot. Of, they speak French there, right? It's like that's like the language of Montreal. The language, the yeah. yeah. But it's like Quebecois French. It's like a little bit different, but I mean, same shit. Yeah. Um. Okay, ladies. So tell me about your guys. Tell me how you guys started your podcast. What's why did you guys start while they nap? Obviously, you have kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like the big one there. Yeah. But um I we were on maternity leave and I always wanted to start a podcast but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about and I just didn't want to do like you know random shit. Um so I was like I'm going to wait until something comes to me and then I had a baby and I was like okay I like this. This is cool. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of shit to talk about about being yeah. a mom. Like I didn't like I feel like being a first time mom I was just like what the, yeah. what the fuck is going on like yeah. so much shit was happening and i'm like nobody told me about this shit like mm -hmm. no one mm -hmm. i was like why is my whole body falling apart like yeah. i don't understand <laughs> and um a lot was happening i felt really lonely i didn't have much friends to talk to because they didn't have any kids at the time or all their kids are much older so they couldn't remember so a mutual friend of ours Kind of hooked us up and uh, we started going on like mom dates <laughs> i'm laughing at that now because we thought we were a couple so now it's funny when you say <laughs> i know we just so you guys know when before we started this interview jamila was fully in convinced that they were married and that <laughs> yeah. they were lesbian married well er erica said you guys are married right and they both said yeah so i figured to each other i mean i i, I was it, it sounded like this is 2020. You can't just <laughs> yeah. say are you married and ask to you know that doesn't imply to other people to two people sitting in front of us <laughs> super cute that's true and hilarious that we were hooked up but yeah that's kind of what happened we were hooked up and then shen approached me and was like hey like you know this is after we had already gone out and like spent time with each other she was like yeah like i kind of have this idea to start a podcast what do you think and i'm like yeah no i'm okay like <laughs> she was like no no i'm good like that's okay that's not for me like my voice is gross like i hate the sound of my voice like i don't want to do that and like I hate being like bandwagony. Like I know, like of course, like you know, there's a niche for everybody, and everyone has their own passions. But I felt like the podcasting things like really growing. Everyone's like, I have a podcast. Like, I have a podcast. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to be a part of that camp. <laughs> um, 
And then I, I harassed her. She did. She was like adamant. She's like, just try, just try. And then my, uh, the same friend that hooked us up was like, honestly, give it one shot. Try one time. If you hate it, you hate it. If you like it, then fine. And then like, it came at like a pivotal moment where my husband had left to work out of town and I was home alone with my daughter, who is a blessing. But like, Jesus, being home with her by myself when she's yeah. 10 months old, doing all the cooking, all the cleaning, everything was fucking exhausting. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this. Like, I, I, I just, I need to, like, I need an outlet. So one day called my um, cousin's mom and was like, please watch my baby. Went to her house. I'm like, yeah, let's record. And like, I got I some like, shit to say. You're like, yeah, I got and some I shit to say. say. Like, that was it. Like, I was like, face that mic. And I just went in. And I, I, by the end of it, I'm like, wow, that was so cathartic. I, I need to do this again. Mm. And that's like where yep. it started. So it was dope because it started being, it was about us truly, like about us, like, you know, just sharing our thoughts. And mm -hmm. then like in the process of that, we built a community, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's so dope. So you guys are in Canada. Like what is... Would you say, like, well, I, because I know America, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you've been watching the news. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware that America's a joke. Well, I mean, but I know that Canada's been in quarantine too. And obviously you guys are They're still in quarantine. You guys have probably been going through the same shit as us, as moms yeah. who are locked, locked up. <laughs> Won't let me out. <laughs> locked up with, um our kids and stuff and like, well, what's the climate over there in Canada as far as like what's happening? Or is everyone really like paranoid? Are they all indoors? Have you guys broke quarantine? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. We Are your kids going to summer camp? Are they going to go to school? Like summer camp is canceled for yeah. us over here. I, I just, my daughter's in camp and, um, I was, you know, you know how like chatty broads asked if we've ever been like, um, people talk shit. What? Chatty broads asked people talk, if people talk shit. Mm -hmm. Someone talk shit. What? On chatty broads. About us? About me. You? Uh huh? In the comments. What did they say? They said that we, they only could get through half the episode because basically we're, we're bad black. moms. Because we're black. We're bad. Yeah. Are we making everything about race? We're black. Um, that that I'm just irresponsible because I have my daughter going to camp and that my man met my family and that's just irresponsible and breaking quarantine by letting my new boyfriend meet my mom. Bitch, did you hear and anything that, we said that, about the non-judgment? That we need to be more um, immersed with our kids and less worried about going out <laughs> and that we're boneheads. Oh, <laughs> Wait, first of all, I don't want to call this a bonehead. I want to make it racial. I'm not going to make it racial. However, yeah. however, Karen. <laughs> Right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody of any other race ever tried to insult anyone by calling them a bonehead. Yeah. Now that, that one, Karen, is just not going to do it. You're going to have oh. to come a little harder, babe. Oh, my God. Now I think I called her. Like, I called you, you responded? I did, of course I responded. I was like, uh, first of all, um, her school's taking the necessary precautions, so you can take that up with all the other parents. <laughs> right. I'll send you their emails. And right? I was like, and what I do with my family is none of your motherfucking business. Didn't say motherfucking because... I didn't want to scare these white people. And then I said, you know, there's no name for name calling, like, sh like sugar bum or something. I said something dumb. Yeah, right, right. I said something like, equally as Caucasian to her. Bonehead. Sugar bum. The funniest thing is, like, you should never come for a black woman by calling her a bonehead. Right? You're going to lose. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. But I'm just wondering, like, are you, have you guys, like, 
you know, I, there's a lot of mommy shaming, especially a, a surrounding quarantine and how yeah. you, what you're doing and who you're hanging out with and all those things. Like, how have you, have you guys encountered that out there and how are you dealing with it? I feel like people's reaction um, in Canada is pretty much the same in America. People are protesting here that they don't want to wear masks. Yeah. Really? Um, mm. Yeah. And then there are people that just don't give a shit and are mm -hmm. still like going out and doing whatever they want to do. And then there are people that are paranoid and are indoors at all times. But yeah. of course, like being a parent, it's hard. Like I don't want to stay home every day with my kid. Like I'm crazy. I'm going crazy. Yeah. And like, I, we have toddlers, so you can't yeah. How old are how old are your kids? Mine's eighteen and a half months. And my daughter's twenty months. So you're not putting like I'm not putting a mask on my eighteen like that, let's be like let's be honest. And if I'm not putting a mask on my eighteen month old and I'm out there like it's very possible that she could get something, give it to me. Like it's like it just doesn't make any sense. It, so, it don't, it's unavoidable. It seems yeah. like yeah. <laughs> It is. All I'm it saying is. is like everyone needs to chill. Not chill. I get it. People are dying, and I'm respectful yeah, of that. And like I've, I've, I have people that have been have died. I know people that have died. Wow. I just also feel like what I do with my motherfucking family, like 100%. bitch. I you don't know. You don't know at, at what point I decided to quarantine for 14 days with my nigga, and then introduce him to my mom, right? Or vice versa. You have no idea what we're doing over here. And quite frankly, it sounds like you're very bored and on edge, bitch, because you haven't been anywhere and you ain't <laughs> smoked no weed, and so you're kind of <laughs> hating. It sounds like you're hating on us because yeah. we found. We've, we found the silver lining of this all. <laughs> and I get it. You're miserable. We're all, we're in the same boat. But what you don't need to do is project how you're feeling on people who are just dealing with the same shit as you differently. We're all moms. We're all doing the same shit. We're all trying our best. We're obviously haven't killed our kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, the government hasn't come to get them. They're safe. They're happy. They're fed. And... You need to mind your fucking business. You listened to us for half the episode. That was clear. So about 40 minutes. And that's just not enough to tell me about me, bitch. Mind your business. And my friend, too, will get that ass. <laughs> All right, well, that, hand, that handles that. Um, so your, your, your podcast is called While They Nap. Do your kids actually nap while you podcast? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, not I'm like, <laughs> like, are you insane? Like, my daughter's downstairs right now in the basement with my She's husband. Screaming. Like, any second now. Any second. You're going to have a kid running up half naked with goldfish in her mouth. <laughs> the goldfish. Oh, the crack. Really? The kids love it. How, how, do, how do your husbands feel about the podcast and you guys, like, discussing you know your real true feelings about motherhood amongst the internets of millions of people are they like can you chill do you talk about them are there roles surrounding that in the marriage no no they don't care <laughs> they don't care no my husband's like at the end of the day like he knows who he married he's like i'm a talker leanne is gonna like voice her opinion she's gonna say what she has to say yeah. he's like and i don't always want to hear that shit he's like so at the end of the day like if you need to release and you need to like let that out go yeah. for it like say it all on the podcast leave it all there of course like we communicate and i'm still able to confide in him but he loves the fact that i have this as an outlet he thinks it's dope aka they don't want to talk to us <laughs> you're like, oh you're talking to other people cool don't give a fuck what you're talking about go over there <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh do do your husbands listen um, <laughs> um it's not depending on the episode like yeah. if, if he knows that i'm talking shit about him on that episode he's gonna listen to yes <laughs> like the baby love a marriage episode where i talked about the fact that like 
six week full part on 12 weeks when I had seven stitches, my asshole was completely spread and opened out that I was <laughs> anything. And I was like, you know, like, no, like I'm pissed off. I don't, he definitely listened he to for that sure did. He yeah. was like, oh, okay. So that, tell me how you really feel. Oh, it's like that. Like, so you want to hear, but yeah. for the most part, they're like, nah, yeah. just talk they don't care. It's kind of a good excuse to like get them to hear what you got to say, but not. Right. You're like, right. oh no, I didn't talk about you. Just a little, just a little. This is how I <clears throat> really feel. And this is an announcement to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> we just went in. It's true. Um, how long have you guys been podcasting? Uh, less than a year now. Less than a year. <laughs> how, how do you think? Well, my question aside from podcasting, because you guys have toddlers and like, I'm so like Jamila just recently finally stopped calling our kids toddlers because they're like not toddlers anymore. (laughs) 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 But like, do you feel like when you, after you had your daughter, you have, wait, you have, you have a daughter and you have a daughter as well? Yeah. Daughter. Do you feel like, um, like what was your transition out of pregnancy? Did you go through any sort of postpartum or were you, I mean, you guys have husbands. We don't know anything about that. We don't know what support looks like, (laughs) but also, but also you don't have to, you can have a husband and not feel supported too, you know? So, um, it was interesting. I had postpartum anxiety and I didn't really expect that. I was expecting postpartum depression. What's postpartum anxiety? It's like so, the anxiety to not have depression? It's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain because I assumed it was postpartum depression, but mm-hmm. then a nurse told me it was postpartum anxiety, which they have now separated from postpartum depression because you don't get depressed, but your anxiety levels are like on 10,000 yeah. where I didn't sleep for weeks, like not even a little bit. As soon as I got home, I like sat over the baby bassinet mm. and in so much fear mm. and shock that she was gonna die mm. and I was like I know that she's fine but I couldn't help it I was just like so scared and worried and it lasted for maybe like two months it lasted for like two to three months and like what was that fear that you had that like someone was someone gonna- was gonna come and throw her down this st- it was like these weird intrusive yeah. thoughts where I would just like wake up and look at my stairs and like want to get a knife because I thought someone shit. was in my house to throw my baby down the stairs. That mama bear shit was coming yeah. through. Did and you feel it, any of that when you were pregnant or it kind of, it was like shocking that it, okay. I was chilling when I was pregnant. Mm. I loved being pregnant. It was so, it was so chill. Other than throwing up every day, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so chill. I was just yakking every day. <laughs> My favorite part. My favorite part of my I life. I loved it. I got used to it. I was still enjoying myself. Like, I had a great time, but nothing prepared me for postpartum. I had no idea what was happening to me. And I think the craziest thing about that, though, was even though I tried to get help, the thing that made me kind of snap out of it is I fell down the stairs one day with the baby in my arms. Oh, and I just remember, like, huddling her into my boobs and, like, pressing it in and just taking the fall. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's really funny when it happens. How do you have that much time? <laughs> Throw that boobs over. All right. Time to not. <laughs> <laughs> but after that moment, I actually felt better because I was like, okay, 
I gotta get my shit together. <laughs> Cause yeah. well, shit happens. Well, you yeah. probably you probably almost like you manifested the stair falling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Like, no, it ain't gonna be no one else but you, bitch. It's gonna be you that falls down the stairs. <laughs> you know, you, you know what's funny about that? I have never heard of the term postpartum postpartum anxiety either. But I told my good friend who has three girls, like she had kids way before me, when I like first had my baby, I kept having these extreme thoughts. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fall. She's going to drop. Someone's going to pick her up and take her. The, the stroller's going to go over the hill and tumble down. Like, all yeah. these extreme thoughts. And she was like, that's normal. And she was like, that's a part of you, like almost your body training for anything could, could happen and for like what you could do, what you would do. It's, I mean, yeah, your body, yeah, your mind, your is, mind is almost you. prepping you because I, I was having like terrible, like, I was having like the most extreme visions too. Like just, yeah. I opened the door and like, you know, just the worst of the worst things that could possibly happen. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, no, th- these are normal thoughts because that's like how your mind prepares you to tie your boobs in a knot if you're falling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's wild because I think the problem though is that when it happens and it prevents you from doing things, right? So like in her case, like I had this a similar thing where like mine didn't last nearly as long, but I, I hear that it's very common for parents to like watch their kids sleep. And that was that shit was so real for me. Like, oh my gosh. That's why I co-slept for as long as I did. Like I co-slept until she was like four and a half months because I was so nervous about putting her in the crib. I'm like, oh my God, like what happens if she stops breathing and I'm not there? And it's like, everyone was like, you could, she could still stop breathing next to you. But the risk of that was so, like, it just consumed me. So right. like, it's just, it's scary. Like, it's just a shit that you don't even realize that you're going to have to experience. Like, I think there's so much prep, I feel like for pregnancy, but not nearly enough prep for, or understanding of what happens after. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even speaking, like we were looking on your page and I know you guys had posted this video about the, um, how the Oscars had rejected this commercial yeah. about like, you know, po- the post, what happens postpartum to your body. And nobody told me that shit. No one yeah. told me I was gonna be wearing a diaper. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I, I was just gonna be so happy with my new baby. Yeah. I'm gonna stroll out of the Why hospital. did my female doctor not, not tell me that? I had a yeah. female doctor too. And there was not a lot of conversation about the aftercare that was gonna be required. It was crazy. I was like, what? I just, I just remember like when I was watching that video and I was watching her struggle, you know, get out of the bed using the like, you the know, the Perry, the, the Perry bottle, the, the, the sprinkle bottle, whatever, all that stuff. Like, I remember, I think I, and I told the story before, like I, I, re, I would sit on the couch and I'd get up and there'd be pee and I'd be like, what the fuck? I pee? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know. I didn't even feel myself peeing. Like, and it would happen, it happened to me for about like almost like up two months. And I was like, so depressed about it i thought i was never gonna be the same again i was i felt gross i felt like my man was like i'm married like my my, my bitch is like 400 years old now kissing <laughs> everywhere <laughs> aged 400 years oh my maybe. god i just remember we went to target and i we, we got out of the car and i was so excited to finally get out of the house and then i just went to get out, up out of the car and i peed on the seat and i just started oh. fucking bawling and he was like oh no and he had to go up there and get me some Depends. <laughs> yeah, I had to wear Depends, and I tried to get the ones that had designs on them, so they still feel like drawers. But they don't. They don't feel like they're not underwear. They're still Depends. No. And then I had to put like my my padicle in there, so that it was like well olive vera, and it was frozen because I had se- I had second degree tearing. Ooh. So, like, really- so they had to sew. They had to sew it up. Yeah, I had seven stitches. Ooh. So that shit was crazy. I had to sit on a donut pillow for like almost two months. 
So like I legitimately thought like, yo, there's no way my coochie is gonna return to its original. <laughs> there's, it's not humanly possible. This is this is probably is better low key now because you got <laughs> sewed up. Maybe I'm like, just make it extra tight. Put an extra stitch in there. See, you listen to me, brand new bends. New <laughs> Wait, were you scared to have sex after that? Like, how did like what was the how did you do that? Like I talked, so I'm telling you. So on that episode, we talked about I was petrified, like so so scared. I'm like, this is worse than virginity, way worse, way way worse. <laughs> Because it's like, I'm like, and it's just like legitimately like the smallest, like little thing trying to like, go, it was just, it was awful. It was awful. Oh my God. Oh, so it did, so it did hurt the first it time. Hurt, like, no. And it's just like, you know, you can't, it's, it's hard. Like I have a Jamaican husband, you know, who loves what he has to do. And he's here, he's, he's like, he's he a does. Jamaican man all around. So I'm like, sir. Huh, Jamaican men. She's <laughs> <laughs> taking notes. Jamaican husband, huh? <laughs> you can't put you can't bring that over here like not now not anytime not anywhere and it was just it was terrible we went through a really really rough patch because you know they say to the doctor i mean the doctor says to them like six weeks six weeks, six weeks. and they're keeping count yeah what On like oh my <laughs> every day 12 a.m so <laughs> week so five i think yeah. 12 a.m so it's been six weeks it's 12 a.m on the dot what's that pussy do (laughs) (laughs) oh god like you know what i mean put the baby to bed close the roof to her crib i turn around fully naked man i'm like what the fuck he's just standing there like i'm here (laughs) (laughs) i think oh man it was a mess it was a mess it was really really hard it was really scary but eventually like we worked at it and like you know we were patient we did all the things, all the different tricks, all the lube, and like by the grace of God, like we we in there, like somewhere. But <laughs> you're back. <laughs> Do you guys want to have um, more kids? I want one more. No, I'm not interested right now. No, <laughs> you might change your mind, but yeah, yeah. or not. Have you changed your mind? No. Oh, <laughs> you like, you saying that like a bitch that ain't got no kids? I'm just trying to be nice. I don't know. You could change. You might, you know, be open. Um. <laughs> Do you want another kid? I know. I mean, I love my baby, and like, I'm in a relationship now, and like, he really mm. wants kids. He wants like kids, like more, as in more than one more, specifically twins. <laughs> I used to really want twins until I heard your story. I wanted twins as well, but I'm like, if they don't get it the first time, I don't want them. I don't want. Yeah, that. He specifically wants twins because I, I may, I fucked up and told him that I could potentially have twins. You can. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's lucky. And isn't it? It sounds like the devil's work. Cool on your mom's side. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the devil in motion. Uh, so he, if he doesn't get twins, he said he would at least like two. I said at least, nigga, you're lucky yeah, if ever you get point one. one. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I was actually having this conversation with my mom today too, because she was like, asked me if, if he wanted kids, and I said, yeah, he does. And she's like, well, do you? And I said, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm like, it's a lot. And she was like, you know. She's like, I know I say this a lot because my mom and I are semi-living parallel lives as like how we both became single moms and like whatever. And she's like, I know I say this a lot. Like I've been through this, but like, honestly, like having a support, having a partner and someone who's supportive, it makes a world of difference. Like my experience with you, Erica, is 10 times different than it was with Cruz, my brother, because her and my stepdad are together. He's a great father. He's involved. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that's like it still sounds scary 
not that like her dad, not that my daughter's dad isn't a great father, but it's like, he's not in my house. I didn't have that support system like built in. So she was like, just be open to it. So I'm like, okay, maybe, but I don't know. People be crazy at like, you be with someone for seven years and they show up and be crazy. And then boom, you're a single mom again. I just don't know if I want to do this, be a single parent again with two. I, you would have to submit me to the, like you would have to put me somewhere. I would definitely be on a lot of Xanax. I literally just, I thought you were going to say you'd have to put me down. Like <laughs> drug you, impregnate you. I mean, hold I'm, her down. No. Put it in. Handmaid's Tale. I think I have, I have, I, we, I call it post-traumatic baby daddy disorder. Oh. I, 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 I've, I, I, my decisions aren't trustworthy. I can't trust my decision making. So it's just hard. Like, honestly, the thought of having two kids, which I hate to say this, I know this is a stigma, it doesn't matter, but two kids, two baby daddies, and neither of them working. Ugh. I mean, I know Erica Badu does it with grace and style, but I just, it would make me maybe jump out of the window <clears throat> just because yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, it's a lot of personalities. You're managing a lot. It's a lot of schedules, a lot of time. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of, a lot of money? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, one of you motherfuckers better be a genius. Or one of y'all ain't going to college. Y'all better come out, with a, come out with the winning lottery ticket. I don't need to wait 18 years. You need to come out waving the numbers. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that is it. And also, I think about, like, yeah, that period right after having a baby and, like, trying to figure out, like, who am I? Am I just a mom? Am I a cow? I have to also tend to you? You want to have sex? Like, oh, shit. It's a weird, like, place to navigate that nobody really does give you tips on because, hello, it's so crazy, like, watching that thing, that commercial that the Oscars didn't approve for obvious reasons. This is America. <laughs> the, and the shit we paint of pregnancy and of labor and of everything is nine times out of the ten the opposite of the truth. But, like, yeah, like, it's just, like, they almost, they almost sugarcoated it for moms on purpose. Only the labor part seems intense on TV. But then everything else is, like, sugar and candy because they don't, they want us to keep populating the world. Yeah, it's true. So they can kill us <laughs> with diet and COVID. <laughs> all of the things. No, Strange. Yo, tell us. Because I, I think it's so important. Like, you like you end up feeling, that's when you start to feel alone. Because yeah. you see it on TV and you're like, that's not what I thought it was going to be. So you're damn right. When it's 2 a.m. and I'm in the freaking washroom and I'm like squirting this shit in my vagina to try and soothe it so that while I'm peeing, I'm not crying. Because yeah. legitimately, the first three times I peed, I was like physically crying. Yeah. Because it was burning so much. It's like, yeah, like make that shit normal so that I don't feel so weird. But at least I know what I'm ex- I'm getting myself into. Right. They don't tell you that. They're like, it's going to be great. It's, it's going to so be beautiful amazing. when they come. It's going to be so wonderful. Not like, oh, by the way, you might rip. You're going to have to spray your vagina. Don't oh, laugh. You might wear diapers. Oh, and the back. Don't laugh. Oh, and also pooping. Yeah, that first poop is going to be fucking horrible. Oh, oh my God. God. I almost forgot that first poop. That it, first poop is going to ruin a, your life. And doesn't it take like a minute because they've drugged you up so hard? Rachel, I was didn't poop for like two, two days. Oh, two weeks? Like, it was a long time. Two weeks. And I'm not joking. I kept saying to myself the entire time, I'm like, you pushed out a baby. You pushed out a baby. That's the only way I could get through it because the pain was so, oh in- I could not God. convince myself that I would be able to do it. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, you pushed out a baby, you can push out a turd. <laughs> it's a turd. <laughs> 
is a turd. See, I didn't even I didn't even get to push out my baby. Okay, so I was just dealing with incision. Oh. Like I had a, I had a C section, not by choice. Trust me, that's a whole other mis not miscommunication. Not even miscommunication. My doctor knew exactly what she was doing. Um, but I, so then I had this incision. I was in so much pain recovering from my C-section. Some people be acting like the C-section recovery is a breeze, not for me. And I just remember having finally, like, I was like, okay, I think I have to, I think I have to poop now. Okay. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh no, I don't think, I don't think my butthole can stretch this wide. There's just no way that it could ever come out. Like it literally felt like a bowling ball was trying to get out. I remember that feeling. It was so much pressure. I was like, and I just was breathing. I was crying. And then I remember when it finally like passed. I was like, oh my God. I looked down. That was the weirdest shaped poop I'd ever seen. Not everyone knows these know about my poops, but it was just it's all so dark from all the meds yeah. they give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't tell, they literally don't tell you shit. I didn't want to have a baby in a hospital and I ended up having a baby in the hospital. And as soon as I got to the hospital, I realized why. After I had the baby, is it just me? Like, I feel like every two hours, if it was two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, they just would wake up with a new lady with like handing me a cup of pills and taking it. I have no fucking oh. clue what those people were giving. <laughs> I was I just taking it. I was just like, <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. I didn't <laughs> even ask any questions. I was just like, I mean, okay. And then you can't poop for two weeks. Ooh. Oh God. It's, it's the worst shit ever. Oh, there, there's so many things I forgot about this process that are coming back to me that is making me even more scared <laughs> to think about a second kid. Now that you bring it up, I'm like, know. you know, no, no, no. I'm not I, sure. I know, right? I'm I answer so confidently. Now I'm like, eh. no, forget and, it. And, and for you guys, did your, um, like my, okay, my, my belly got like super darker than the rest of my, my body. So my boobs and like the second day got huge as fuck. Like I got a double D on the plastic surgery <laughs> table yesterday. They were so hard. I was like, this is great. But where am I going to go? And they hurt. They're all veiny. I was like, oh, my God, my boobs look great. Like, What's wrong with my stomach? <laughs> my stomach was like the same color as my shirt. And my face was still the regular color. I was like, is this going to go away? Why is this happening? And she's like, it's just your hormones. I'm like, my hormones are making me change colors? Yeah. <laughs> my boobs look great, yeah, my, though, my, huh? my nipples, my areolas were... As dark, dark. As, like this dark. Yeah, like my stomach and my nipples. I look like the fucking National Geographic. <laughs> and I had a, like huge nipples, veiny boobs. I literally I was like, I'm a cow. I'm a cow. <laughs> yeah. That black black stomach and that black line. That line that took forever to oh, go away. Yeah. I thought it was never gonna. Di- I'm like, go away. And I had an Audi, so like I already have an Audi. So imagine then once I had a baby, like holy, it was like a nose. It was a, cute- it was a full <laughs> nose. <laughs> How, so after you had your baby, I mean, I don't know, like, if you guys, like, for me, like, I gained 70 pounds in my pregnancy, and after I had my kid, like, I was like, who is this? What is this body I've been left with? <laughs> like, what is this, like, leftover shit here? Like, but you guys are, you guys are married, and, like, you know, your husbands, like, were they, did they help you, like, or did they make you feel sexy? Maybe, did you just come out popping babies out and just look fine as hell? Like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> my skin was loose. Er. <laughs> for me, like I only gained, I gained 18 pounds during pregnancy. Damn, yeah. really? That's it? Even, I, even I, even I gained 30. I gained 18 pounds during pregnancy, lost it within like three weeks, and then gained 23 pounds within the first month. Hmm. Like, but after eating postpartum, I was eating nonstop. You got 23 pounds thicker. 
23 pounds thicker during breastfeeding because I was eating like a mad woman. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got skinny immediately. I lost all 30 pounds immediately. Oh. That six weeks was up and they were like, oh, you're just, you're 96. I, I, I lost two pounds. What? I lost, I, I, after six weeks, I was 96 pounds. I started 98. When I say I wanted to kick that doctor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I remember those moves. I used to be that girl where I used to like be drinking like Insure and Nutriment with my meals. Even though it tastes like, disgusting and then you really have to shit because you're just eating too much. <laughs> I just wanted to be thick so bad, but I'm like, be careful what you ask for because now. That let me see. Let me see that ass. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good ass. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Thank you, little thick mommy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's in areas that I want to keep it, but there are some areas that I'd rather let it go. But I mean, it is what it is. You look good. You guys both look good. Um, so how did you deal with your postpartum? Postpartum, like, did you feel like you had any sort of transition that had to happen with your body? Or did you, were you embracing your new body? Or has it taken time? Because you guys are, you know, fresh. Yeah, nice You're freshies. It's a lot. Because you want to... You want to get back to the body that you thought you had. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but I like my body after a baby because you're, you're a lot thicker. You feel like you have more of a woman yeah. body. But then you're like, oh, I need to get rid of like my stomach mm -hmm. or like little pockets of fat in other places. But then yeah. you're also tired. <laughs> that part. That's like to take out like having full-time jobs, doing yeah. a podcast running your household, yeah. having to tend for a baby and your husband, like there's just like so much to juggle and you're like, what the, like, I need to find time for myself. Yeah. But like, that is also an issue. Like in a marriage, it's like, can you give me a second yeah. so I can go work it out? Like work myself out, like mm -hmm. try to find myself and try to have time for myself. So it's a, it's a lot to juggle, but again, it's important to find that time for yourself. Exactly. Which is something we like we struggle with. I feel like we're always gonna struggle yeah. with that. I mean, I think we're both very fortunate where we have really supportive partners. Like my husband prefers me thick, so he's like, have another yeah. one because like shit, like the thicker the better. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like Mila, where I was like legitimately up until I was what 20, 31, 30, I was like 110 pounds. So like I've always been really tiny. So like this new body, he's like, okay. So he's not mad at it in the least. But it was <laughs> I think it was me because I think the problem was I didn't have the money for this new body. I'm like, but what about all these clothes? Like, <laughs> I need to be I'm replacing this shit. Yeah, like, I, what the heck? This new body doesn't come with like a check. There's no stimulus check with this new body. Oh my so, god! Right? Oh my god! Low key, there needs to be a stimulus check for the, the mother's post postpartum <laughs> bodies. Right? The fuck? Bad, but that was the hardest piece for me. It's like I can't fit into anything, and not being able to fit in things made me sad. Yeah. It wasn't that my body made me sad; it was just I couldn't fit into the things that I yeah. wanted to wear. Right, so, right. just again, you know, just learning that it's all good and just being comfortable in who I am and kind of celebrating like the new body. Um, it took time, but I'm, I'm still getting there. Okay, we have this one last question, and this is a new segment we're, we're doing, and basically it's called Bad Choices. So, you know, our podcast is Good Moms, Bad Choices, and when we named it Bad Choices, it was really a play on words because I think a lot of times people can think um, would think that, you know, because we smoke weed or, you know, we talk about taking time away from your kids so that you can, you know, be a good part, good to yourself. So in turn, you can be a good mom, um, would be a bad choice. Right. So I wanted to ask you guys, is there anything in your life recently or anything in motherhood? It could be personal. It can be in motherhood or just in, in life in general, that maybe what is a bad, was a bad choice that ended up being, being good in the long run? Um, I think my bad choice 
I, I wouldn't consider it a bad choice. This is going to sound terrible when I say it, but having a kid <laughs> was uh, something I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do it right away. Oh my God, I have the same one. Um, and me and my husband talked about it, but we were like, okay, we were on vacation when we talked about it. We're like, oh, let's start, ha- let's start trying for a kid when we get home. But like, obviously we're on a vacation. We're having a good time. We just thought, you know. Did you get pregnant on vacation like me too? I think I did. Oh, <laughs> girl. You, the, you had the noni juice too, girl. <laughs> the Maui noni juice. <laughs> but, um, you know, having a daughter was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily, like, her herself was the greatest thing that happened to me, but the transformation of me after having her was the best outcome, possible outcome in my journey to myself. So I don't regret having a baby this soon. Even though people say it's late because, you know, I'm past 30. But honestly, I'm glad I waited and I'm glad it happened when it did. Mm-hmm. So I, will, I had something similar in that like my husband and I weren't ready to have a kid when we did because he wasn't working. So he was moved, he moved from Alberta, which is another province in Ontario, in Canada, and he wasn't working at the time. So like, obviously the timing to have the, the kid wasn't the best choice, but it worked out to be a blessing. But the other thing that I was going to say is that like, I guess one of the, the things that I wrestled with a lot once I became a mom was like, how could I still maintain my sexy? Like, I still like love to club, but I don't want it to go out. I don't like to drink and I like to yeah. wear crop tops and I curse and, and I worried about like, how could I be that person and still be a mom? Because what I thought motherhood was, was the complete antithesis of that. Mm. I'm like, it's going to work. Um, but I think that like in owning that, I feel like I'm not only like a good mom for me, but I also, you know, now, especially with building this community, I'm realizing that like other moms are like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. like I have relief. And I think that that's so dope. And I think especially because for Shen and I, like, you know, we love your podcast. It's amazing. But you're American. There aren't a lot of like young black Canadian moms who are like shooting the shit and being honest yeah. about like being mothers the way that we are, especially coming from Caribbean backgrounds that tend mm. to be rigid and tend to be stricter. I'm not saying like, no, like we're going to do motherhood our way. We're going to like, you know, let it be what it is. And I think that finding um, like that voice and giving myself that freedom has yeah. been so freeing for us and for so many other people. So I'm so happy with just the person that I've become because I'm a mom. Yeah. That's so dope. Amen to that. Yes. Well, you know, you know we're on board with all of that. Good moms unite. Good moms who make bad choices unite. <laughs> okay, ladies. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. You guys, make sure you go check out While They Nap podcast. Can you let them know also where they can find you on social and anything else you want to plug that you have going on or that you want to share? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you can find us on Instagram at WTN Podcast. Um, look out for our merch coming soon. Black Moms Matter. Yeah. I love that shirt. I need that. What does that one say? Bomb Mom. Oh, yeah. Bomb Mom. Hey, yeah. Um, so you can find that on our Instagram pages. It will be launching really, really soon. So just check us out on there. Dope, dope. Thank you guys so much. So happy we got to connect. Thank Me you too. for having us. And I mean, that we have good friends in LA. So let's yeah, come on, over. come on, come on, come, come safe side. Actually, I might need to come out there. I might need to find a Canadian boyfriend. I know I got a nigga, but like he'll understand. Like <laughs> <laughs> we need dual citizenship. Yeah, listen, you know we're gonna go Jamaican. If you want a Jamaican man, <laughs> any Jamaican men listening from While They Nap podcast, call Eric and I. 
<laughs> I'm I'm part Jamaican. I just found out. And my daughter was conceived there. So, so technically we're, it's all in the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not a cap for something. <laughs> Oh, well, you guys know where to find us. We're at goodmoms underscore bad choices. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter at goodmomsbadchoices.com. And of course, subscribe to our Patreon for more extra episodes. You have to type into the search bar, patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices because we're explicit <laughs> and we have explicit <laughs> content and even more explicit content on Patreon. <laughs> so um, check us out. And if you love us, if you've listened to this entire entire podcast, even if you think we're boneheads, please leave a rate, rate us and review us and comment. It matters. Yes. Please, on, on Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way to the bottom. Um, all right, ladies. Well, you guys enjoy your the rest of your day and we'll catch you guys next week. Solo puedo recordar la luz de la calle, de las estrellas, como bailamos en la gran ciudad. Solo en